From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best of the Black and Blue Report. I am your host, Rob Nice, on this Saturday, less than 24 hours away from kickoff, the New Orleans Saints face the Atlanta Falcons NFL regular season game number one. Not only is it a big rivalry, but it's also a NFC South showdown. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. We're talking about Roddy White versus Keenan Lewis. Uh, on the other side, we have Julio Jones going up against Jabari Greer. We got the defense versus... It's just a big game all around, and everybody cannot wait for kickoff. It's happening at 12 noon, and if you are not one of the 72,000-plus black and gold faithful, you can check out the game on Fox, which will kick off at noon speaking of that fox broadcast we'll have the guy who was in the booth will revisit that interview from play-by-play guy kenny albert will also sit down with the big guy he's seven feet tall jason smith he talks about recovering from a shoulder injury and what he anticipates from his first season as a new orleans pelican and trombone shorty he'll be performing the national anthem before kickoff it's happening at noon right there on the 50 yard line he has a new album coming out september 10th we talked with him yesterday. Very great interview. Very fun guy to talk to. We'll listen to that interview as well. So sit back, relax. It's the best of the Black and Blue Report coming up next. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints games day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Does your boss know you're listening? 
If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Rob Knight's here with you, and we have to take a listen to this interview that, that Sean Kelly got when he called Kenny Albert the play-by-play guy on Fox. He'll be calling the game tomorrow at noon and, and, and representing the black and gold. Sean Kelly had to ask him about this matchup because Kenny Albert, he's called a lot of the Saints games, including a bunch of Saints-Falcons matchups. Let's take a listen. Kenny, good morning. I'm glad that you're able to join us during, I'm sure, what is a very busy and short week of prep work for your opening weekend of NFL action. Well, Sean, uh, great to be with you. You're right. It is a, uh, a busy week, but very excited to get back at it, as I know the fans are in New Orleans, who will either be attending the game or, or watching or listening to the game on Sunday. Uh, should be a great matchup with two longtime divisional rivals who both have high hopes for this season. Kenny, I know the fans are excited. They're getting ready. They're starting their uh, their pregame rituals and their routines for the weekend. What about you and your crew with Fox? What's what's a typical way to walk through an NFL weekend for you guys? Well, a typical week for us, Sean, it really begins on, on Monday uh, when you get home from your previous game on Sunday, which obviously isn't the case this week since it's week one, but you normally start Monday morning on the next game. Um, you know, due to technology now, we're able to start things a lot sooner in the week than, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago when we would have to wait for VHS tapes or DVDs of each team's previous game. Uh, but, for example, on a, on a Saints-Falcons week, you know, in the middle of the season, we would normally, um, I know I would I would take each team's previous game off satellite, off direct TV, and get started Monday watching those games just to familiarize yourself with the teams, the players, the coaches, the storylines. Because you might get a team, you know, in week eight that you haven't seen all season, so you really have to kind of catch up on their entire year. So um, I usually watch the prior games, at least part of them on Mondays, and, you know, you wind up preparing charts and spotting boards and statistics, and there's a lot of reading, you know, during the week as well, you know, whether it's articles from each city off the internet, team publications, team websites, and you kind of do it on your own Monday through Thursday, and then we normally travel in either Thursday night or Friday morning, depending on, uh, you know, the geography of, of where you live and where we're going, and Friday we'll all meet myself, Daryl Johnson, Tony Siragusa, our producer, director. And uh, we'll meet at the home team's practice facility Friday. We'll go to practice. We'll have uh, some meetings that are set up with players and coaches, usually four or five guys on Friday. And then uh, Friday night we'll go to dinner. We'll have a production dinner. Saturday we'll, we'll kind of meet amongst ourselves during the day, you know, maybe watch some college football and, um, you know, talk about, again, some of the storylines for Sunday. And then when the visiting team gets in Saturday late afternoon usually, uh, we'll go sit down with them. Uh, same thing, four or five players and coaches at their hotel. And then we have our production meeting at night. So it's a, it's really a week-long process. I never counted up the hours, but, um, you know, it's a lot of work. It's fun work. And by the time Sunday comes, hopefully you know everything there is to know about both teams. All right. On a crew with a, with a guy like Moose and on a crew with a guy like Goose, who actually out of that group gets to pick where dinner's going to be when you guys get into the town? Um, you know, it's sort of a combination, you know, depending on what city we're in. If, if somebody knows of a good restaurant, you know, a lot of times we'll go back to repeat restaurants on Friday night that we've been to before. Um, this is my seventh year working with, with Moose and Goose. And, you know, when I think back to the early years, Goose would do a lot of the ordering. But he wouldn't eat as much as everybody else. He, he had a lap band put in. Uh, similar to Rex Ryan last year, he actually recommended it to Rex and um, lost a lot of weight. It, it curtails your appetite. So 
we, we did a game in Buffalo in 2007, Giants-Bills, and there was a, a storm during the game, hail, rain, sleet, and all the flights were canceled. So about eight of us piled into two cars. We all lived in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. We wound up driving with six hours home from Buffalo, and the two cars met up at a rest stop on the New York State Thruway at McDonald's, and Goose's car arrived first. And when I walked in with the other guys, there must have been $200 worth of McDonald's sitting on the table. But the problem was Goose barely had any of it. The rest of us, you know, stuffed our faces with the burgers and fries. So, um, you know, we, we've taken some of the ordering back from him because it was just uh, it was just too much on a Friday night. Yeah, he's become more of the food pusher as opposed to the food taker. Um uh, curious, you'll be in New Orleans this weekend, one of the great food cities of America. Surely, you've got a great place here, all picked out, Kenny. Yeah, we've been, you know, we've been in New Orleans a lot over the last, you know, ten or twelve years, seven years with this crew, and you know, we, we've sampled so many of the restaurants. It's one of the best dishes for food. Um, the one place that we've gone to pretty often uh, the last couple of years, and I could, I could picture it in the name. Isn't coming to me off the top of my head, but but it's right on right on the edge of Bourbon Street, and uh, Goose takes great pleasure in feeding all of us the uh, horseradish on on crackers, and you know we we try to get the rookies, the young guys in the group, to eat the, the bigger amounts. You know those of us who are veterans who have done it before kind of know the strategy, but Goose, you know, he gets his iPhone out, he takes pictures, our faces turn red or black or whatever, but he takes great pleasure in. Uh, and scooping up the horseradish and, and feeding it to everybody in the crew. That's good stuff. Hey, let's get to the game, Kenny. Um, when you think Saints-Falcons this weekend, what is top of mind for you? I think there are so many storylines, Sean. You know, obviously, long-time divisional rivals. You could usually throw out the records. You know, even if one team came in 7-2 and two and the other 2-7, and seven, it usually goes down to the wire. You know, I know I've worked a number of overtime games between these franchises. You know, first, obviously, in the Falcons, you have a team that came so close last year to reaching the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, such a disappointing loss in the NFC Championship game, but um, one of the most potent offenses in the league. You know, when you look at Matt Ryan and the receivers, Julio Jones and Roddy White, and, of course, Tony Gonzalez, who comes back for another year. You know, he was telling everybody last year he was 95% sure he was going to retire, and he actually did retire, and then they convinced him to come back, and they let him miss, you know, a good portion of the training camp. And then they asked Steven Jackson this year. Uh, you know, hasn't had much postseason success with the Rams, but when you look at his numbers, you know, leading active rusher in the NFL, and not to take anything away from Michael Turner, but, you know, this guy runs hard and, and runs angry, and I think he'll be a great addition. They have some issues on the offensive line, some injury problems. Uh, defensively, pretty solid, but I think when, when, you know, when you think about the Falcons, you think about the offense, and it's Mike Smith's sixth year, and he's done a terrific job, you know, five straight winning seasons, and went deep in the playoffs last year, and and then on the same side, of course, and, you know, you've been following it, and your listeners, uh, you know, a lot closer than I have up until uh, the last 10 days or so. But, um, you know, obviously so much excitement with the return of Sean Payton. We were down there for the opener last year against the Redskins. And, you know, the Saints said all the right things, but, you know, then they go out and lose to Washington and start the season 0-4 and, you know, really playing from behind at that point. But um, I think they're, you know, poised to have a great year with Sean and Drew back together and, you look at so many of the offensive weapons there, and I think bringing in Rob Ryan should be a great addition on the defensive side. So, you know, I think these are two of the teams that, that certainly could go pretty far in the NFC this year. Kenny Albert, our guest of Fox Sports. Kenny, you've done a lot of games at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It is a loud place for opponents. How does it affect broadcasting? 
um, it is loud, and, and obviously they've done a great job with it. You know, I, I've done games there, believe it or not, for the last 19 years now. And, you know, back in the mid to late 90s when the Saints weren't selling out and, and weren't winning many games, it was still a fun place to go to and broadcast games from, but, you know, even better now. And we did a playoff game there, the, the game against Arizona, uh, which obviously goes down in, in Saints history as a memorable game that uh, pushed the Saints into the NFC Championship game. And, uh, you know, I've done a couple of Sugar Bowls there. And, and like I said, the opener last year against Washington and other big Saints games. So it's, uh, it's great. You know, they revamped the press box and the broadcast booth. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the noise really affects us as much. But I always like keeping the uh, um, the volume up pretty high in my headset because I don't want it to feel like I'm just working a game out of a phone booth. I like to hear the effects and, and the crowd noise. I think that helps us get more into it than we would if we were in an enclosed booth. I'm the same way you are. Um, real quick, are, is Kenny Albert an old school guy, or has he embraced this uh, Twitter thing? Um, I've embraced it, although you know I, I don't tweet too often. You know, I don't think people care where I'm having lunch or you know if I'm putting my left shoe on before my right. But I, I do, you know, I do uh, send out some tweets from the games I'm working. You know, Fox likes us to do that to promote the games, and I think the, the fans, the, the Twitter followers, enjoy it as well. But I think it's invaluable as a uh, you know news gathering tool, and, and I'm old school in the fact that believe it or not, I still get five newspapers delivered every day. Even though I'm on the internet all the time, I think there's a great value in actually reading newspapers. I think you miss things if, if you go on the internet. Um, if, if you read the entire paper, uh, you don't miss anything basically. So I get five delivered a day. It's hard to read all of them and keep up with everything, but I try my best. So I'm old school for sure in that sense. Uh, but I am on Twitter, and, and I, I feel like uh, there is a definite news-gathering value, um, you know, to, to being on Twitter. What about you, Sean? Are you on there? I am, but I'm like you, too. When I'm doing games, um, I, I kind of ignore it because I'm, I'm focused on calling a game. But at the same time, I'm also on there because it is such a great news-gathering uh, source, and, and you can pick and choose who you want to follow. So I'm not following some nut job that's throwing just stuff on the wall. I actually try to find the guys that I care that are credible sources, and therefore it becomes almost an in- instantaneous newswire to me. Right, and I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not checking it during games. I think it could take your focus away. Um, we have other people that could do that, you know, just in case news breaks. I might check it out at halftime, um, but, you know, I, I feel during the game you want your focus to be on the game. But during the week, you know, when I'm not working out of the game, I'm definitely checking it out. All right, so what's the Twitter handle? Because I know they'll ask uh, how, they follow, how to follow you. Uh, it's just my name, as it sounds, Kenny Albert, K-E-N-N-Y-A-L-B-E-R-T, uh, with the app sign, of course, in front, so it's a pretty easy one to remember. It's Kenny Albert, everybody. Outstanding, outstanding play-by-play announcer, the NFL on Fox. Kenny, safe travels to you, not only this weekend, but all season, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, you know, for the same stance, hope you enjoy the game on Sunday, and Sean, have a great NBA season with the Pelicans. Thank you, sir. Absolutely appreciate it. Good luck to the call from Kenny Albert in the booth. He'll be doing the play-by-play on Fox as the Saints kick off at 12 noon. Coming up, we'll listen to the interview from Jason Smith and hear how he anticipates an exciting season for the New Orleans Pelicans. The Black and Blue Report, the best of, continues up next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. 
The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex? So you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. The Black and Blue Report continues now with me, your host, Rob Nice. And I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a shorter guy, but if I'm, a, if I'm walking around with this guy, I'm, I'm going to look like Danny DeVito or somebody that's very short. Maybe Kevin Hart. Mm, no, not that short. Well, we're talking about Jason Smith. Sean Kelly got a chance to talk to him and what he feels he can bring to this new team, how he likes the new practice facility, the location. Let's take a listen to Jason Smith. Jason, happy post-Labor Day weekend to you, sir. Hey, happy Labor Day, post-Labor Day weekend to you as well, Sean. Well, thank you, sir. What, what, does, what does Labor Day weekend, that kind of that moment in time, that mark on the calendar, mean for NBA players, those that are in that world? You know, this is, a, this is a weekend where you can kind of mark on your calendar as the last weekend that you're going to have any free time. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a time to get away and go see your family and friends, but after that, it's, it's nothing but work. Um, you got to come in, you got to get prepared for the season, you really got to get ramped up and ready to go. Do you come into work today kind of with an excitement because of that feeling? Oh, completely, completely. There's an excitement after the fact of just having a nice long weekend and personal excitement for the Pelicans and me as an individual as we get to work out in our uh, our new practice facility for the first time today. It's, uh, it's interesting to see all the guys' faces to come in and see the new practice facility, see what uh, is done and what still needs to be done. Um, I think it's going to be great to to just get going in the new building and kind of get familiar with our surroundings. What was, what was your guys' reaction when you came in there this morning? You know, I, I had seen it when we did the jersey unveil, but uh, to see how far it's come since then is just incredible. Uh, the, the training room looks more like a training room now. Uh, the locker room is pretty much finished. Um, there's a, a theater room. There's 
there's so many different aspects of this that we didn't have at the Alario, and they just put so much time and they put a lot of effort in into getting it done and and getting it ready for us to to be in it today. I mean, I'm just so thankful that that we have such a nice practice facility, and I think the guys are going to love it. Nice is great. Amenities are great. But if you're talking about translating that into wins, Jason, when you think about where you've worked out prior to this facility and what this new facility offers, how do you translate all the new cool stuff into better play on the game floor? You know, I think it's it's a testament of saying we have grade A front office, we have grade A plus, A plus owners, we have grade A facilities. I mean, you have the, the tools that you need to put into to win, now you just have to go out there and do it. Um, we have to put in the hard work and the determination. We have some good new faces on the team with Drew Holiday and, and Tyreek Evans, and I think we need to, to come out. We need to, to really build that chemistry, um, have guys in early working out, get the chemistry going early, get the blood flowing, um, really get ready for, for the preseason because as soon as – as soon as training camp starts, we have our first preseason game, I think, four days, maybe five days later, and that's, that's not a lot of time to have gel and cohesiveness. So we, we really got to get, the, get J- the ball running. And uh, I think it's going to be good for our team, though, this year. Um, we have a lot of exciting new faces, like I said, and I, I think it's going to be an exciting year for the Pelicans. Jason Smith of the Pelicans with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Jason, you, you mentioned Holiday and Evans, and we've talked a ton about those guys. I don't think – We've done a whole lot of talking about the new bigs. I guess Stimsma and Jeff Withy. What can you tell us about those guys, and how does this group start to sort itself out, the bigs? You know what? The the new bigs that we have is and Stimsma and Withy, it, it just adds a whole other dynamic. Um, both of those guys are tremendous defensive players. I mean, Stimsma has, has proven himself as a defensive player in this league, and I think Jeff Withy's going to come in. He's a, he's a rookie, but uh, I think he will uh, he'll give us something. Um, he's a great defensive presence out there. He's very long. Um, I mean, he blocked shot after shot in college, and and that's what I know about him. Uh, I haven't gotten the chance to play with any of them yet because I'm still not allowed to play. But I'm excited to see how our team gels with with him uh, being part of the key pieces on defense. Jason, I haven't talked to you since the schedule came out. What'd you like? What what troubled you about it? You know, it's it's different every preseason, and it's interesting to see how many games you have so close to when you start. Um, I think that's kind of what surprised me because I don't think I've had a training camp yet to where you actually have a good week or two before you have a game. It, so it just makes it that much more difficult to really get going as a team. Um, if you have training camp on October 1st, and I think our first game is on the 5th, I'm, I'm not sure, but that's a short time to try and put in some plays, to try and get some guys in shape, to try it. So that's why I think it's really key to, to get us in right now and get get the ball rolling now so we're a little bit ahead of the game. And I'm, I think we have a lot of games away, which is, which is great because it gives a little bit more exposure to um, – and I think on those on those games away that there's cities that don't normally have NBA teams, so it gives great exposure to those cities to to say, hey, the NBA still cares about the cities that don't have NBA teams, and and we just love to go there to interact with the crowd and the fans. And I think last year we went to Mexico, and it was it was awesome. 
Um, I've been to Mexico twice with the NBA, with once with Philly, and now with New Orleans. And it's it's great to see the fans that we have in cities that don't normally have NBA teams. And it's it's wonderful to see that crowd exposure out there. We've got about 27 days until training camp officially begins. Take me through, Jason, what the next 27 days are like for you and your teammates. What's what is what is on the to do list? You know what? It's going to be a lot of hard work. Um, we we have to. Uh, put the work in now to, to, and it'll pay off in the end. And I know coach says that all the time. And he, if we don't put the work in now, it's, it's not going to be given to us. And we have to go out there and work for everything. Um, we really have to come in with a, a good mindset and let's just, uh, let's get it done this year. We'll, we'll get back to the playoffs. Are you healthy? Am I healthy? Yeah. I am completely healthy. I, I am itching to get back on the court. Um, I want to, I want to get out back out there with the guys. I can only do so much right now with with conditioning and stuff. They haven't fully released me to go really play or bang or anything like that. So it's it's kind of been a chomping at the bit for me. But um, just remain in patience. I got to trust the doctors. I got to trust the training staff, and I'll be out there before you know it. Well, we can't wait. Appreciate your time this morning. Have a great workout today, and uh, we'll check in with you again before we get going. How about that? I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. You, you got it. We look forward to seeing Jason on the court. Tip-off is, uh, I would say, a little bit more than a month away. Our first preseason game against the Miami Heat will be at home October 23rd. Opening night will be October 30th against the Indiana Pacers. Coming up, we'll wrap up the best of the black and blue report, and we'll hear the interview from Trombone Shorty. We'll talk about that black and gold horn that he has and his new album, Don't Go Anywhere. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. 
Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And we are back with the Black and Blue Report. Rob Knight's here and kickoff. The clock keeps ticking. The time is going by, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting closer and closer to the kickoff as the Saints prepare to face the Atlanta Falcons. Now, before any of the football action happens, we have to hear the national anthem. And if you're going to hear one, you might as well hear it from one of the the, the, the greatest uh, trombone players in the entire world. Trombone Shorty, he talked to us about his new album, the excitement about playing the national anthem in front of the Saints crowd, and just about being a New Orleanian. Trombone Shorty, New Orleans native, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing? Good. Now, New Orleans native, uh, Warren Easton High School graduate, as I understand. Oh, yeah, definitely. And all the way from there to performing the national anthem for the New Orleans Saints. Now, you've traveled all over the world. Uh, You have an album, which we'll talk about in a second, but the national anthem for your hometown team, the New Orleans Saints, sold out crowd over 70,000 people. What does that mean to you? It means a lot to me. You know, I've been going around the world representing New Orleans music and to be able to come back on a big day like Sunday to play for the Saints and do the national anthem is uh, it's a dream come true. You know, I played the national anthem for some other teams in different situations, and uh, this is one that I couldn't pass up. So it's a great opportunity, and I get to play in front in front of the Saints and, and uh, New Orleans. Everybody is just a great pairing for me, you know. Now, you, we understand you have a uh, a new black and gold horn. How did that come about, and... and what did it mean the first time you, you tested out that horn once you got it in? Well, I was actually in Switzerland, and this guy made a trumpet for me, and he brought it to me, and he and I told him I needed a little bit heavier, and it was black and gold, and I said, this is going to represent New Orleans and the Saints and everything. So I actually played it last week for the first time, and uh, so I'm getting used to it, but it's just very symbolic for the city, myself, wherever where we go around the world. There's always a lot of who that's going on. Uh, wherever we are in Australia, everybody has a Saints uh, Jersey or some type of thing we weighed and uh, where well, we were just Brazil we walked into place they're selling Saints stuff so I mean you know people love New Orleans it's a big fan base so to play that trumpet and, and have the black and gold trumpet is just amazing for me and let them know that I'm representing New Orleans wherever we go around the world now speaking of playing the trumpet I called it horn but you know I have to be musician savvy and, and now I call it the trumpet speaking of that, that trumpet you played it a lot for your new album you have a new project coming out and I understand everybody in the music industry from, from uh, anybody that may perform at the Grammys, uh, people know who Trombone Shorty is. Now, going into this project, I would imagine that if, if you didn't dial some of those numbers, you went to those studios, what did you do, and what's the name of the project, when is it coming out, and how was that process working on this new album? Oh, it was a great process. You know, we recorded most of it in L.A. Raphael Sadiq, great musician, great producer, legendary guy all around. He pro- Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's produced the record, and, and we wanted to go out there with him. He has his own studio, and it was a great experience. We were able to learn some things from him uh, in the recording session, uh, songwriting different, the way that he approached it, because it's very different from New Orleans, but we were able to show him some things that we do in New Orleans, and he was able to show us some things the way he approached it, and it came out to be a good record. It's called Say That to Say This, basically making a long story short, some things that part of the New Orleans slang here. And uh, I didn't really call in a big special guest on this when I was able to get the meters together from New Orleans. You know, they they uh, they some of the founding members of some of the contemporary funk music that we have here from the Neville Brothers, Alan Toussaint, and all those people. And we recorded, re-recorded one of their songs, "Be My Lady," which they haven't rec- they haven't as the meters they haven't been in the studio since 1977. Now we've able we've been able to see them perform in different places. Um, a few times at festivals, but they haven't been in the studio. So 
to do that and have them there is a big move for New Orleans and myself. And it was just a great opportunity to have them agree to work together again in the studio. Okay, now you have that project coming out. We understand that a big fan of yours who's uh, fallen in love with this city is Lenny Kravitz. Now, yeah. now, what's your relationship like with him, and did he have any influence or any uh, recommendations for your upcoming project? Well, we talk all the time. You know, I, I, straight out of high school, he, he made me a part of his band, added me a part of his band, 18, 19 years old. And uh, and we've been playing and, and exchanging things since then, like I talked to him a couple of days ago, he's a big influence on me. Without that opportunity, I don't know what I would sound like or where I would be, but um, we talk all the time. He just was telling me, you know, you want to make this record an event. You know, you want to go in there, and when people listening to it, you want to make it an event. So you have to compact everything you would do live into a short three, four-minute song, and when you get live, you can play how long you want to do, change it up or whatever. But he's always giving me advice and calling me. And I'm always calling him at any time of the day just to ask him uh, questions and things. So he's he's a big fan of New Orleans. He has a house here. He support everything we do, and he considers himself to be a New Orleanian. Okay, now talking about the, the upcoming album and, and performing the national anthem, one of your biggest feats in your career as a New Orleanian and as a, uh, a New Orleans performer was closing out Jazz Fest on, on the big stage. How big was that crowd? Uh, that was a big crowd. It was a couple of thousand people, maybe twenty, thirty thousand. I might be off. It was, I say about forty-five, fifty. Maybe. Okay, that's it. it was forty-five, fifty, but it was great. You know, I grew up playing and uh, with the Neville brothers. They'll let me sit in ever since I was like ten years old. I go up and play a song with them. So for it to turn over to me is it was an honor and a blessing to be able to do that and to be from New Orleans and just carry the uh, have them have me to carry the torch. It was just a wonderful situation. It was a dream come true. So I, it's still kind of surreal to me. I, I know we did it, but I, it hasn't hit me yet. You know, even months later, it's just a, a great thing. And I'm happy to be a New Orleans representative to be able to close out the festival. Now, I say that to say this. See, I said yeah. the name of the album. That, that's a New Orleans slang term, definitely. But when you talk about football, everybody from New Orleans is, is not only a, a football expert, but a Saints expert. And now going into the winning seasons and the Super Bowl winning seasons, that didn't come for 40 years. Now going into all of the seasons growing up, you look forward to one game and, and that opponent would be the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. what, what does that game and that rivalry mean to you just as a, as a football fan in general? Well, we've been, you know, that's been a rivalry for a long time and, and it's been real rough at times and we know. So for me, this is like the Super Bowl, you know, for New Orleans Saints fans. This is like we got to win this one and it's a big rivalry. So that's what it feels like to us as Saints fans and everything. But I'm just excited that I'm going to be a part of it and witness the Saints take this one home. Well, before the kickoff happens, we will witness over 70,000 fans being entertained by your national anthem. Good luck. The album to say that to say this comes out when September 10th, Tuesday. Check it out. I'm going to get my horn lessons up and, and get a chance to play alongside Trombone Shorty, maybe and probably and definitely not. But good luck to him with the national anthem tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, 12 noon. It all happens. The kickoff NFC South showdown, the New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons. We will see you at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome or we will see you on the couch watching the game on Fox for noon. That is it for the best of the black and blue report for this week. We'll see you Monday when we talk about this week's game and the upcoming preview as the Saints prepare to go on their first road game for the regular season. I'm Rob Nice, and thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com.
Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.